What's up, everybody? My name is Adam Badger, and welcome to Talkin' Fit. What's up, guys? How's it going? Thanks for listening. I was going to do part three of the Q&A today, but I felt like this was a much more important topic to talk on, and uh, especially on a Monday before a holiday. Uh, this is definitely something that I think a lot of you guys can get value from. And it actually stems from a conversation well, it's the same conversation I had probably four or five different times this week with different clients. Um, and it's centered around, you know, the main reason why you might hit a plateau or the main reason why you may not see the weight loss results that you want, uh, you know, as quickly as you want. Or, you know, if you're someone who's maybe not able to stay consistent for a long time, you know, what what could be holding you back? What's, what are the mental hurdles that you have to get past? in order to actually change your life and change your body. And, you know, the main thing holding you back from the weight loss results that you want, you know, it's not carbs, it's not finding the perfect calorie amount, it's not finding the perfect macros, it's not finding the ideal workout program. A lot of this is centered around your mindset. And now before you roll your eyes or you shut off the the podcast when you hear that, uh, I just want to kind of dig a little bit deeper into why that's so important uh, to be aware of, because even if you run into this hurdle several times throughout the year, which you probably will, and I do too, um, you know, re- being aware of it actually helps us kind of push past it and continue on the path. Um, but your mindset and your narrative, the the internal narrative that you have, the the story that you tell yourself, the story that you tell about your life is very important and it guides your behavior. So if we can change the way that you think and change the way that you talk to yourself, we can make huge changes in your behavior. Uh, The problem here is that it's just not easy. It's not an easy thing to do. It's actually very, very difficult. It's very difficult for myself as well. I am someone who has a ton of self-limiting beliefs. And as I gather more evidence in my life to kind of break these beliefs, it gets a tiny bit easier to have a better mindset and have better self-talk. But at the end of the day, it's easy to fall into into those bad habits again. So the one point that I, I made to my clients uh, that I would make that I'm going to make here that I want you to really kind of think about for a little while is that your your comfort zone isn't always a positive thing. I think comfort and comfortability are always associated with positive things or at least you know non-harmful things maybe they're not 100 positive but they're not necessarily harmful so you know people think of comfort zone they think of you know sitting on their couch watching netflix uh you know eating chips or maybe it's laying in bed on a sunday or maybe it's just not going to the gym and that's just like your comfort zone and you'll read all these instagram memes of like oh you got to break out of your comfort zone if you want results you've never had you got to do something you've never done like all that bullshit but at the end of the day your comfort zone is just what your subconscious and what your mind is used to and our minds uh, as humans our minds and uh bodies can adapt to pretty extreme things. And even if those things are toxic or uh, negative or sometimes harmful, if we're used to them, our subconscious is gonna always fall back into those patterns because we're just used to it and that is our comfort zone. And it's not always your fault. It's not like you're choosing to do this. A lot of this stuff stems from childhood. So for example, it's the reason why some people who grow up in abusive households end up in abusive relationships. It's not because they want 
to be abused. It can, it can sometimes just be their subconscious pulls them towards that sort of environment and it almost seems like it's out of their control. But if you can be aware of this and kind of recognize these patterns, you can kind of audit your behavior and edit your behavior to make changes in your life. Um, you know, to give you another example, if you're someone, you know, that's maybe a little bit more related to what we're talking about, but if you're someone who's, you know, grew up in a family that was overweight and you were overweight as a kid, as a teenager, um, even though you may not want to, to be overweight, even though maybe you've tried every diet to try and lose the weight, uh, at the end of the day, your comfort zone is being overweight because that's the story that has been told to you through experience. Maybe you've told it to yourself. Um, so if you've gone through 15, 20, 30, 40 years of being overweight, it makes sense that it would seem abnormal to think of yourself as not overweight because you're so used to it. It's your comfort zone. Even though you may genuinely hate it, even though you may it may keep you up at night, you might lose sleep over it, you might you know spend hundreds if not thousands of dollars trying to fix that problem, at the end of the day, your behavior doesn't change a whole lot because it's comfortable. It's just easier to kind of fall into that narrative that you've you've told yourself oh i'm always going to be overweight i'm just the overweight person i'm the overweight friend you know I, i'm never going to be thin i wasn't meant to be thin having this narrative is very hard to break but it is fixable so you know to give you some context i had several clients this week who all honestly were are making great progress they've all made great behavior changes they've all made you know great uh strides in their you know, activity they've all gotten stronger and they've all lost weight they're just not at their end goal yet which is normal you know um but we had a similar conversation they all kind of expressed to me uh, that they didn't know why it seemed so hard to just stay on track um you know when we made like small little switches and the reason why is just because it's just get breaking past this narrative to to take my one client for example <coughs> Sorry, guys, I'm getting over like a cold. Um, to give you one client, for example, obviously I won't use her name, but, um, you know, she's down well over 20 pounds. And, you know, we're starting every time we cross over this certain, uh, you know, weight threshold, the certain number, um, she tends to start to veer off track. So she could stay on track uh, for months at a time. And then as soon as we start to cross over this certain number, this certain weight, uh, where we're getting into like this new, almost in her mind, this new life, because she's never been at that weight before, she tends to start to go off track. And she couldn't figure out why. And basically the reason why is because it's so uncomfortable for her to live the life of someone who's at this new weight because for her, she's so used to being uh, overweight even though she doesn't want to be overweight, she's just so used to it that her subconscious, her behavior guides her towards, uh, you know, actions that will support that story. So I hope that makes sense to you. So basically, you're telling yourself every day, I'm meant to be overweight. This is too hard. I can't do this. I can't lose weight. <coughs> Sorry, guys. I hope that's not distracting. Um, I can't lose weight. I'm meant to be overweight. And telling yourself that story over and over and over again. 
your subconscious starts to search for evidence to support that story. So your subconscious will, you know, kind of remind you of, uh, oh, those those chips taste really good, you know, uh, that you haven't let yourself have in a week or, you know, uh, oh, well, tracking your nutrition is just getting way too, it's, it's way too hard during the holidays. So it might as well just lay off it for a little bit, or maybe you're getting a little bit more sore from your workouts. And it's like, oh, I, I, you know, I I always get too sore. Maybe I should take a week off. Your, your subconscious is going to pull you back into that comfort zone because it, it doesn't want to break the narrative because your your sub, your subconscious doesn't know that you don't like being overweight. It just knows the, the story that you tell yourself. I'll use my myself as an example with this too. Um, for me, it's um, I have a lot of uh, you know body image stuff, just like you guys do. There's I grew up, uh, you know, I was chubby as a as a kid, right into like those prepubescent early teen years is when I got chubby and awkward. So I didn't do well. Uh, with dating at that age, I also, you know, was picked on in school. So I have my own body image issues. And I guess one of the stories that I told myself, you know, uh, as I as I got older, was just that like, my appearance basically mattered to other people. And I know that sounds a little bit weird. And maybe for you guys are like, well, yeah, of course, you feel that way. But like, for me, it was is very, uh, it, it was very heavy, because I when I was young, uh, I was always kind of, uh, it was always kind of pointed out to me that I was overweight or it was pointed out to me that I, uh, you know, was ugly or whatever it was. So you start to just think that like people are going to judge me on my appearance before anything. So that story kind of like fed this narrative that every time I met someone new or I was in around anyone, even if it's just family, I thought that they were going to be very judgmental or at least paying attention to what I look like. So it made me overly self-conscious about my body or like how, how I, I, you know, am I getting fatter? Am I too skinny? Am I this? Am I that? And it just caused all this stress. And as you get older, you just realize that no one actually gives a fuck. No one's paying attention. Um, but another one for me, another self-limiting belief that I'll, I'll share with you guys is, is always you know, stemmed from, uh, well, just go back to the other one. So my, uh, my subconscious will search for evidence when it comes to that stuff. So I'll just like, you know, if someone says the smallest thing in relation to, uh, my appearance, I used to really, really, I would harp on it for like an entire day. Like if someone was just like made a small comment, not even in a mean way. And it's hard for me to think of like a specific example off the top of my head, but if they made a small comment about my appearance, that wasn't like positive, it would, stick with me for the rest of the day um sometimes days if they made a comment that was positive it would mean a whole lot more because it would just support that narrative of like oh people are paying attention to this so uh, you know that level of stress attached to your appearance is not healthy because you know i i don't look i don't think i look good on a regular basis i, I wear sweatpants to work every day so for me years ago it, it mattered more what i looked like uh, so when people made comments towards me, it would, it would ha- have a high level effect on me. Now, as I've gotten older, it doesn't because, you know, I've, I've broken that kind of self-limited belief and I've realized that like, what really matters is, am I a good person? And as far as how I, how I look, uh, you know, that's more for me, you know, how do I want to look? How do I feel my best? 
that's what matters more than, you know, if someone's going to judge me uh, when I go in the pool with my shirt off or anything like that. But another uh, self-limiting belief I've had is always uh, centered like around money because I grew up uh, without any money and, and come from, you know, a, a poor background and, and money was always a source of stress growing up. So growing up, I was always fed this narrative that money was hard to get and it was very stressful and work is stressful and bills are stressful and it's yes these things come with a certain level of stress as all you guys know like we all have kids and we have homes and we know that you know these things can be stressful but as a kid I, i didn't i never understood uh it never processed with me that there were people who weren't stressed about money. I just thought everyone is stressed about money. Money is stressful and it's hard to get. So as I got older, I would subconsciously put myself in positions where I would find myself not having money or super stressed out about money. And I didn't know why. And it was just like this, uh, this narrative that I fed myself like, Oh, well I was right. Money's stressful. Being an adult is stressful. It's so hard to make money. So I would make decisions, not consciously and subconsciously, that would be putting myself in these financial situations that were hard. So, you know, in my early 20s and stuff like that, like I would bounce from job to job. Um, You know, as soon as I started to feel myself getting what I would refer to as like stuck in a job, I would quit and find a new job. So as soon as I would start to build that security in a job, I would then leave and find a new job because because in my mind in my in my early twenties I was like I don't want to be stuck, in quotations I don't want to be stuck, so I'll go find a new job have to start from scratch, or like I would constantly clash with like my bosses, and I would just be putting myself in these positions and making my life harder because I was feeding this narrative that like, you know money was evil and and it was hard to make money and I'm always gonna be broke and I'm always gonna be struggling, and. Uh, it took me a, a long time to to break that belief, and you know now I'm I'm definitely not a, I'm not rich by any means, but I own my own business and I'm able to support my family and we can we can pay our mortgage and and we can save for the future and <coughs> really sorry about this cough guys, don't worry it's not the vid. Um, anyway, um, now that me and my wife are in a good position in our life. You can look. I can look back and find patterns and evidence to support why we're we are where we're at, and it's because we've made good decisions. We've not spent money frivolously. We've worked hard, and I've learned over time that we have the power to control our future, to control our narrative. So, as I broke those self-limiting beliefs, I've now found in my you know as I've gotten older that. I, you know, I still fall back into those patterns, but I have to talk myself out of them. So that's the difference. I don't think that you're always, you're just going to break these barriers and break these self, self-limiting self beliefs and never go back to them. I have to constantly remind myself that we're not broke and that we have the ability to make money and pay our bills and save for our, our son's future and that we're lucky to do that and feel grateful for it. But I have to remind myself that on a regular basis. I mean, almost daily. And I'm not perfect. You know, There's definitely days where I'm overly stressed about this stuff when there's no reason to be, where my wife will look at me like I'm crazy, where I'll feel like I'm a, 
I'm a failure because, you know, uh, maybe I had, you know, two console calls in a day and, you know, both of the people decided not to sign up for coaching. You know, maybe they just didn't see the value in it or it wasn't right for them at the moment. And instead of just being like, oh, okay, um, they just didn't feel like doing it right now. In my mind, I'm like, oh no, you know, this is it. Business is going to go down the crapper. People don't want coaching anymore. They don't see the value in what I'm doing. Maybe I suck as a coach. All this stuff goes through my head. So I'm, I'm not, um, I'm not innocent when it comes to this. So as I'm sitting here at it's right now, it's 530 in the morning. I have a long Monday ahead of me. I have, you know, uh, four appointments. I have corporate wellness tonight. I have two, uh, console calls with people who are interested in joining my new coaching program. So for me, I should look at this day and go, oh, wow, like, you know, things are good. I'm grateful. But my subconscious, my knee-jerk reaction is to automatically stress. Like, oh, I have four appointments. Maybe I should have six. I have two console calls. Console calls. Maybe I should have four. Like, that's my natural go-to because it brings me back to that comfort zone, in quotations, of, you know, money is hard and jobs are hard and you're, you're, you're going to be broke. You have to constantly, you know, run away from being broke. But if I just kind of take a step back and go, hey, people want to work with you. You're helping people. You're sitting down at 530 in the morning recording a podcast to just to help people. You're doing the right thing. Things will work out. I have to remind myself of that. So for you guys, if you're having trouble, which, you know, if I've, if I've had a conversation once, I know I've had it. There's probably 10 other people that are thinking the same thing. So if I had it five times this week, I know there's probably 50 other people thinking the same thing. If you're wondering why you can't see results with working out or, or diet or whatever it is. Maybe it's because you're trying things that are unsustainable, but maybe you're trying those unsustainable things because you want to prove to yourself subconscious that weight loss is just too hard and it's just not for you. I think that's a part of fad diets that doesn't get talked about enough. As much as the people pushing fad diets are to blame, the people buying them are also to blame too because we have to take some responsibility for our actions. But I think a lot of people who sign up for like quick fixes and things like that, I think there is a part of them that is really hoping that that quick fix will work and that they'll lose weight fast. But I also think that there's a subconscious part where they're going into something knowing that it's temporary, knowing that it might not work because if it doesn't work and it doesn't last, it'll just prove their subconscious right. It'll prove to them that weight loss is too hard. It's just not for them and that nothing works. So if you have said to yourself, or said to other people, nothing works, it's too hard, nothing's sustainable, I just can't lose weight, I don't know what I'm doing wrong. This is the, f the narrative that you're feeding yourself, you're telling yourself this every day. So your subconscious, your actions are going to look for evidence to support it. You're going to try quick fixes knowing that they're not going to work because it'll prove you're right. You're going to try fad diets knowing that they might not work because it'll prove you right. You're going to take weeks off of the gym even though you don't even want to take a week off of the gym you'll do it and you'll find a reason to you'll say oh it's just too hectic well it's the holidays oh it's cold or it's dark early or you know life's crazy because you're trying to prove that subconscious right so what we have to do is kind of open you up open up that mind and dig into that subconscious and change that narrative and so to give you a few actionable steps to start doing that these have helped me. And one of the biggest ones 
is just, again, I know that some people can roll their eyes, but it really helps, is just daily gratitude journaling. And I'm not perfect with this. Sometimes I'll stick with it for three weeks, then I'll fall off for three weeks. Again, I'm not saying that I'm the the guru on any of this, but I'm saying that I'm someone who is going through this with you and I can find so help you find solutions. But every morning, every morning, writing down three self-affirmations or three things you're grateful for, or just three positive things about yourself, doing this over and over and over can just reinforce this thought process. So that means in the morning, that means in the morning, writing down, I can lose 50 pounds, or writing down, I'm I'm healthy, or writing down, I'm thin, or I'm fit, or I feel good about myself. Even if you don't actually feel those things, even if you don't feel good about yourself that day, even if you don't feel like you or you have the ability to, to do this, you want to write it down anyway, because we want to trick your brain into believing these things until the point that you actually believe them. So every day, write down whatever your biggest hurdle is, write down that you can overcome that hurdle. So maybe it's, you know, weight loss, maybe it's financial, maybe it's something in the gym, but I'm assuming if you listen to this podcast, it's probably weight loss related. So writing down every morning, one of the things you write down is I can lose the weight or I believe I can do this, whatever it is, write down those self affirmations every single day. And this sounds hippy dippy ish or like bullshit. If you do it often enough, you know, if, if you're consistent with it, you have to break through that that discomfort where it feels awkward or it feels weird or it feels forced. You got to break through that and eventually it'll become normal. Another thing that you can do is finding a system of accountability. You know, it doesn't necessarily have to be a, a coach. It can be a Facebook group. It can be a group of friends who also are chasing the same goal. It can honestly sometimes is helpful to, to attach yourself to someone who isn't in the same position as you attach yourself to someone who is further ahead. Maybe you start working out with a friend of yours who's in way better shape than you. And just being around that environment, just through osmosis, you will develop some of their, you'll take on some of their habits. I'm sure you've heard the, the saying, you know, you're the sum of the five people you spend the most time with. So if everyone you're spending time with is also overweight or they're also have self-limiting beliefs, so they also spin these, you know, self-limiting narratives and they all believe that weight loss is too hard or fitness is stupid, whatever it is, it's going to make it way harder for you because you're going to be around that environment all the time. You got to bring around other people who are, you know, prioritizing exercise and eating right and, and priori prioritizing health because the more you're around that, it'll just seep in. This is one of the reasons why a lot of companies now, um, like I do corporate wellness, uh, I've worked with companies who are spending money to prioritize health and fitness in their in their uh, businesses because it just seeps into the employees, it builds their self-confidence, all that stuff. But that's another story. But anyway, if you're around that environment, you know, plug yourself in. If you've been working out at home and you're finding trouble with motivation, join a gym. And I understand that it was COVID in 2020 and, you know, gyms were sketchy for people. But honestly, now at this point, if you are still relying on the crutch of, well, that shutdown really set me if you're relying on that crutch, you know, the shutdowns were almost two years ago now. Everything's open. You can go to the gym. You can buy workout equipment online. But I would say plug yourself into an environment where this stuff is a priority to other people and it'll seep into you. So, again, if that means joining a Facebook group, hanging around other people, joining a, a studio where, you know, there's other people who are working out who are in better shape than you, this type of stuff 
will really change your life. I know for me, one of the times I was in the best shape of my life was when I was just working at a big box gym was because I was with other people who were working out all the time. I trained clients all day. I hung out with other trainers. We talked about working out. I was just in that environment all the time. And I wasn't working out any harder or more than I am now. But at the time, it's just being in that environment just, you know, guided my behavior in that direction. And now having my own business and, you know, luckily having a wife who, who prioritizes health and wellness too, it, that makes it easier for me too because my wife's not going to make pasta, meatballs, or mac and cheese for dinner. You know, we eat we eat normal uh, healthy foods. But um, And she works out all the time too, so it keeps me on my toes. But anyway... I have a client coming in in a few minutes. I just want to get this out to you guys. Um, Self-limiting beliefs are the main reason why you're not seeing results. It's not the finding the perfect macros. It's not finding the perfect calories. It's not finding the perfect workouts. It's breaking these self-limiting beliefs, breaking this narrative that you've told yourself. So if you're definitely serious about doing that, I highly suggest changing your environment and then also starting the gratitude journaling or the self-affirmations daily. If you can do those two things and stick with them, they're going to be game-changing. That's one of the reasons why with my online coaching, I also have a Facebook group and I also do group calls to put people in that environment. To, people, to put people in an environment where they're around this positive talk, they're around this coaching, they're around other people seeing results, and it hopefully seeps in through osmosis with them and gets them to break these self-limiting beliefs. So... I hope this is helpful to you guys. I hope this gives you a little bit of motivation to start this week going into Thanksgiving. I want you to enjoy your holiday, but I want you to start thinking about this stuff. You know, am I am I telling myself that this is too hard? Am I telling myself that it's the holidays? I, I shouldn't worry about my health and fitness right now. Am I telling myself I'm just going to start January 1st fully knowing that I'm not going to stick to anything just like I have the last you know few years? If this is you... We need to break those beliefs now, not tomorrow, not on January 1st. You need to start breaking them now. And if you want to do that, start the gratitude journaling and put yourself in a situation where you're around other people who are also breaking self-limiting beliefs. If that happens to be joining my coaching program, I would love to have you. But this isn't a sales pitch. This is to genuinely help you guys. So I hope this is helpful. As always, if you enjoyed this, please, please, please share it, subscribe to it, leave a review. Leave a rating. All that stuff really, really helps. I appreciate you guys, and I'll talk to you soon.